welcome to Proverbs and Pearls podcast. Here we talk about godly wisdom, biblical Christianity, and just all things Jesus. Together, we'll laugh, learn, and love on the Lord on this faith journey. I am back for episode three, and the reason why is because the Holy Spirit rebuked me. I was not at all comfortable the whole day yesterday. After finishing the third episode, so I'm back. Because that's how it is when you walk in obedience. You know, you're going to, there are things that you don't want to do, but at the end of the day, your heart will follow because you're going to feel guilty. (laughs) I felt convicted the whole day yesterday. So I'm back to record and I want to share a little, um, backstory when I was just newly saved. I, I think that was, let's just say it's a couple of months back. I spoke with God during one of my quiet times and I, I was just in awe of his nature, of his sovereignty, of his goodness and love and mercy. And our finite minds cannot even begin to fathom the infinity of God's nature. And that's why I was like, I, don't, I can't even begin describing what I was feeling during that time. So I just cried. <laughs> and I told him. Because that's when I found out that he is good, always, always good. No matter what happens, he is good. He is the standard of good. And there are things that he allows to happen that our limited minds cannot fathom to be good. But he allows it to happen for his glory. We experience pain, but because of his majesty and sovereignty, he's able to use that for his purpose. So I said during that prayer, Father, if that's the case, you know, I would like it if all the pain that I experienced in my life, all the traumas would not be of of no use i asked the lord to use me mightily and i felt that the holy spirit finally finally said it's time And so it is. I want to circle back to the part from yesterday's recording where I said that as humans, we constantly attach our identity and negative experiences in our lives. So these are, like I mentioned earlier, our traumas, our sins, 
our failures. And it can also sometimes be in a form of a positive experience. So in this case, maybe our biggest accomplishment in life, something that we're really proud of, something that's like the work of our hands. And it could be, you know, uh, your position at work. Like, that's where we think our identity stands. And that's what I've been taught, not by, not by my family or by my school, but like society in general. And like, I bought into that whole ideal and I didn't know another, another way or another truth. But the thing about the truth is that it's only one. There's only one truth. Everything else is an opinion. But, you know, it's just different nowadays because everyone's, this is my truth. This is my truth. Like, this, that's what you believe in. It's called opinion. So, anyway. For a very long time, I, uh, I have identified myself or it's attached meaning or my identity to things that happened to me. So we'll start with the negative experiences. So I, my gosh, it's going to go out and my mom's going to see it. But I mean, we've already talked about it. I, I confessed it to her um, when I was in college, but not sure how she's going to feel if she hears that I'm telling other people, but you know, I asked the Lord for this. I asked the Lord to use my pain and purpose, his purpose, not just anyone else's, you know? Um, so yeah, I, when I was younger, just straight into it. When I was younger, I think I was around five or six or so. I, I honestly don't know, but I, had a very traumatic experience. I didn't know it at the time because I was very young and I thought it was just play, but I was being raped by a younger, not younger, sorry. I was raped by a, a cousin, older cousin. And it's not like a one-time thing. It happened every summer. And I thought that it was just, play because I, I didn't know any better like when you're when you're young and you're innocent like you think nothing can harm you in this world right so I just went with it I didn't know that it was already rape until until I was I think in grade four or grade five, I believe. Um, but when I reached grade four or grade, no, no, grade five, I remember this vividly. I was also molested by an uncle. And it's not something that you would consider 
happening to a child if that child has a loving God, right? But it did. And because of that, because when I found, when I found out, I remember, oh my gosh, it's just, it's just like being revealed to me as I speak. It's like the Holy Spirit is just using me as a mouthpiece, literally. I remember when I was, after the rape incident with my, no, 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 the, when I was molested by my uncle, um, I remember this vividly, like we were walking home because uh, we were checking out uh, a house that we were, my mom and I were going to move into. I remember walking home and we reached the end of our street because it was just me and my uncle. And he was like, oh, no, no, no. I mean, in, in my head, because I already knew, I was, I already knew that what he did to me was not good because I ran away. But he went to treat me burger and he maybe thought that every, it, it, it's all good. Like we're, we're, we're cool. But at the back of my head, I was already, I was already telling myself or i was making this promise to myself that i'm never ever gonna date a guy i'm never ever going to go out with a a man or a boy like it disgusted me to even think about one day being in a relationship like at that moment like we when we were i think at a at a burger joint near our at the corner of our street. And I remember this because I told myself, I made myself a promise that I will never, ever date a guy again. Or, I mean, I was so young. I, was, I think I was 11 during, the, during this time, but I said I would never date a guy because men are bad. And I said that I was only ever going to, because I I, I came from a, an all-girls school, and I said, I'm just only going to date girls because, like, girls are so precious, girls are so sweet, and I know that I, I know I'm no longer worthy because I was, I was already molested. And, yeah, I made those promises to myself. It's so funny, though, because not funny haha but like it's just crazy how it's all being it i forgot about it already i forgot about these these things already and um for some reason it's just being revealed to me yeah i made those promises to myself when i was younger and that's why i also attached myself not only to my trauma but also to my sins because of what happened to me um when i was younger i made sure that I would never, that's, I made that my identity. Like I would never date guys. I would only date girls, but I did not follow that plan. I dated both guys and girls, a lot of them. I dated, um, I, I dated when I was in high school and basically it's just, I gave a piece of me, I, I gave a piece of my heart to everyone 
every little shattered piece to, um, to everyone that was willing to take it. And then there was nothing left. And it was just, I was just an empty shell. And I, it's just sad. That, that's a, that's, that was sad. But I also attached my identity to the failures I, I've, experienced because I you know this is all related so I, that's why I started with my trauma so my trauma um led me to sin this and then that uh sorry so my trauma led me to commit this sin and then led me to do this failure which is to drop out of of college and then jump from one work to another because like I always went back to the, to that root or to that identity from, um, from my childhood trauma, which was unworthy because of what happened to me. And what a lie, but we'll get to that later. Um, I also happened to attach my identity. I felt like I all of these identities i had different personas in front of different people and it's just hard to catch on you know i also had um i also attached my identity to two positive experiences like when i when i was like a good performer a top performer at work or when i um i was promoted you know, things like that, basically the work of your hands and that's idolatry, that's also bad. Um, so it never ends, you know, it never ends when you seek your identity from things that are fallen because like this world that we live in is a fallen world and this is not how God in initially intended for it to be. And to go back to my question from earlier, like how does a good God allow such a cruel thing to happen to such an innocent little girl, which is me? The answer is he did not, he did not do it. He allowed it because, fast forward to today, of who I am now. He allowed it because he needed me to, not that he needed me, because like he is sovereign. He doesn't need me, but he loves me anyway. But what I'm trying to say is he made it my mission today to speak to you or you or whoever it is, brother or sister, that needs to hear this today that God allowed, our Father in heaven, allowed these things to happen because he is turning our pain into purpose. My purpose, I'm not sure about yours, but I can definitely speak on mine. And my purpose is to do this, to, to reach out to you, to connect with you, to let you know that you're not alone. And 
this is not something that God did to you. This is just a result of a fallen world. And the reason why it happened is because there's a bad, I had a bad uncle, had a bad, had a bad cousin, but that's not God's doing. You know, he allowed it to happen because he is teaching me. He, he taught me things that I needed to learn now. And, you know, about the thing about teaching, it's not something that's easy, you know, you know, um, so it's, it's not because he, he wanted it to happen. I'm sure his heart was breaking when, when that happened to me, but that's when I really, really fall, fell down on my knees when I, found out how much he loved me is that he was there. He was there. He was there with me in the fire. He held my hand. He, he never let go. And things are bad. Yes. Because of the result of sin like it evolved through the years and like right now i can't keep up but god is sovereign and god is with us through every heartache every experience reminding us that you know this is not how i planned it to be but i will correct it i'm here for you i love you child that's that's how he he really touched my heart and that's why i that's why i'm so that's why i'm so bold right now because i need others to know about god's goodness that he is not limited to what the world defines him to be like he is just good he's just just he's just this that like He's all in all, and you can't remove this just because this nature of God fits to your narrative. He's all in all. So, going back, sometimes I get get carried away when I when I share my story because I feel like I have so many things to say. But I want to get back to what the Holy Spirit wanted me to really share and the message that the Holy Spirit wants us to, to put out to the world. There's only one, only one, sister, brother, there's only one direction that we must keep our eyes on. And that is towards heaven, where our God is, where Jesus is. He is seated at the right hand of the Father and our whole, the Holy Spirit resides in our hearts, but Yes, that's true. He is in our hearts, but he will always point back to Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith. Now, according to scripture, here's the truth about our identity. It's so wrong with attaching my identity to all those things in the past because, like, it's a lie. I am not my sin, I am not my trauma. I am not my my failure. I am not my my 
examples. <laughs> my um, biggest accomplishment at work, I'm not my position at work. Like, truth about my identity is that as a Christian, or like us, as, a, as Christians, we are children of God. And according to Romans 11, because of our faith in Jesus, we have been adopted and grafted into the kingdom, not by our good works. It is because of our faith alone. We have been grafted into the kingdom. And everyone is, yeah, th this is a hard, this is a hard truth to swallow. And I'm just going to give you a heads up. So like, pull up. I'm not sure you're ready to hear this, but. Everyone is created in the image and likeness of God. True. But the reality is that we are not all God's children. The only way for us to become children of God is by accepting Jesus as Lord over our life. That's it. It's easy, yes, but not everyone's willing to do it. And that is why this world is broken. So that's truth number one. As Christians, we are children of God. We're two. God loves us so much that he will not allow us to be snatched away from his hands. Like I mentioned earlier, like I know looking back to my experiences, like my whole life, it's, it's, I know that you're going to find it weird, but when I look back, like I, not literally, but I, I see that and I feel that God was there like all along and that fills me with so much gratitude that I didn't have, I didn't go through it alone. And moving forward, I don't have to do it alone. But anyway. Let me go back to point number two. God loves us so much that he will not allow us to be snatched away from his hands. And because of that same love, he gifted us with free will. And it is up to us to willingly choose to follow him and to desire to love him for the rest of our days. Because that's just how it is with relationships, right? We're supposed to have a relationship with, with the father and you know how it is with boyfriend, girlfriend, or like husband and wife, you're supposed to have a mutual relationship, mutual understanding that I am choosing you, you are choosing me. That's just how it is with, with, with God too. Like we're supposed to choose him with that free will that he gifted us and desire to love him for the rest of our days. Wow, that's so beautiful. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming up with that. <laughs> Number three. And um, this is the third truth. I mean, honestly, there are so many scriptures supporting that our identity is in Christ. So I would love to hear the scriptures that you know, because like I can go on all day. <laughs> sharing the scriptures that support that our identity is in Christ. I'd like to hear them, the comments. Okay, point number three. 
there is a reason why you feel like you don't belong in this world. And it is because Satan, or the enemy, is the god of this, this world. That is according to 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. And as Christians, I mean, let me, let me just clarify that if in case you're new to the faith, it's scary, I know. That, that Satan rules this earth, but like God is still sovereign. He knows what Satan is doing, but he allows us to, to go through these things because he needs us to, he, he's preparing us for the next season that we have to go through. And that's the only way for us to, to learn these things. You know, sometimes there are things that you don't, again, 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 there are things that you learn through experience alone. And there are things that you learn through like a classroom setup, right? But most people, they learn best from experience. And I'm not saying that I learn best because of what happened to me, but actually I do. And God knows that. Um, and that's probably the reason why he allowed these things to happen or those things to happen to me because he created me and he knows the design, my design. And he knows that I'm the stubborn type. So he allowed to, he allowed me to go through those things in order to teach me what I know now. And here I am being used to his purpose. So going back. God, the God of this world is, is Satan. And as Christians, we are called to be set apart. Literally, like move yourself away from a situation that's going to cause you to sin. That's how being set apart literally means. And the reason why we are called to be set apart is because our citizenship is in heaven. According to... Philippians 3.20, but we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. So in summary, Satan is a liar. John 10.10 says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come, Jesus has come so that we may have life and have it abundantly. What a beautiful promise. Oh, you don't see beyond these, um, these sleeves, but getting chills and goosebumps because that's just how the love of the Lord makes me feel. Feels, give me goosebumps. The whispers that you get that tell you the opposite of what's in the Bible is always of the enemy's work. And that is why, brother, sister, read the Bible. And I told you to download it on your phone if you don't have any. Anyway, anything that's not... Um, and the Bible is not God's word. 
the enemy is always going to try to get a foothold of you. And if you don't know scripture, if you don't know God's word, you're always going to be easily deceived because you're always going to be questioning the truth. And the thing about the truth is that there's just only one. Everything else is just an opinion. And the truth is, the Bible is God's word. God's word is truth. And therefore, read your Bible. <laughs> um, yeah, even actually, even your very own heart is deceitful. That's why in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 17, it says that, or Jeremiah 17, he was asking the Lord to search his own heart because Jeremiah knows what's up. He knows the heart is deceitful above all things and is desperately wicked. And only God can know what's in the heart because he's the, he's the one who created it. He's the one who designed it. He's the one who knows what ticks it. So. I guess that's it. Wow, it's also 30 minutes, just like my recording from yesterday. Sorry, Holy Spirit. I'm sorry, Holy Spirit, for not being obedient. See, we had to record again, but the sun is up. It's such a beautiful day. But thank you again for supporting this ministry. I hope and pray in the mighty name of Jesus that this has blessed you. And please share this message to anyone literally anyone, wherever internet reaches them that needs to hear this or has the same experience because we need to raise more warriors for the Lord. We need to have more witnesses for the Lord because the enemy is fighting hard. We need to fight harder, pray harder, and really bow down harder to the cross because God knows he's coming soon. So that's all for today. Have a blessed day. I thank you so much for being with me on this journey. I pray that you will be blessed and continue to be blessed by this ministry. Don't forget to like and subscribe my channel. Bye, guys. The enemy is a liar. It didn't record my other, on my other camera, on my main camera. Oh.